This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and uh, thank you for downloading the Homestale Radio podcast. Uh, for the week, uh, I think it was the 18th of March. I think it's something like the 18th of March. Um, yeah, that was a question. Uh, with me here are Mark and Albert. Still, hey, hi, chaps. Hey, hey. evening. Hey. Um, we're recording this after the show. Um, I'll just <laughs> give you a little bit of a point. You're right there. A little, little cough. Hmm. Yeah, just get a bit of water. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, just a few things for you to look out for, really. Uh, look out for during Jerry's call, where you'll hear the sound of my headphones hitting the computer as I'm attacked by a wasp. Uh, the wasp update is that I still don't know where it quite is, but um, it's certainly the most traumatising thing that's happened to me recording a podcast. Mm. Um, I, I also think the listener, if the, uh, the the really keen listening ones that are paying attention, might notice that. I have some technical issues. Oh, do you think? The really sharp ones will get it. I, I don't know if it's that noticeable, really. Are we that highbrow? Do we get the really intelligent... It's, I mean, it's, it, you know, obviously there is a problem with your connection, but it's only detectable uh, on the sound waves. It's not It's something you can hear, you know, only a really keen audio Audio, file. yeah, an audio um, expert pick yeah. up on it. Any suggestions on how I can fix it, you know? Um... So- yeah, I mean, w- w- what kind of internet have you got? A one. Um, am I allowed to say a brand on here? Yeah, we're we're not governed by any rules. Uh, it's BT. Yeah. Um, I'm using a MacBook um, with a USB headset that I got from Klaus Ulsen, the popular Swedish um, high street store. If you, if you, can you get BT Infinity where you are? I think I'm eligible for that. Yeah, you might want to look into that. It's, um, you know, it's, it, it might help you out because what it, it seems to be your upload speed is is strangling. Um, we could okay. probably talk. We could probably talk about this when we're not doing a Let's podcast. Do that after. Introduction. Let's do that after. Because what we're doing is we're recording this as a podcast introduction, and we've just talked. Really, we've just completely disrespected the people having to listen to this. I'd say we haven't mentioned Crystal Palace once. No, in the once. No. Uh, this is a. <laughs> podcast all about crystal palace um the last seven days they're in um what well, was an exciting show today wasn't it well, i got i've potentially got a new bit of clothing out of it 
Exactly. Well, I don't just, want to spoil that because it's quite a heartfelt. Yeah, story. let's yeah let's not um let's not spoil anything for people. But yeah. listen out for that. Um, Mark, are you there still? Yeah, I'm here. I've recovered from my coughing fit. Thank you. Yeah. Good news. Good news. Did you enjoy tonight's show? Yeah, I thought it went well. Yeah, I thought there was uh, lots to chat about and uh, differing opinions, but you know, did you feel it was? About. I feel it was at all awkward when we were trying to get hold of uh, James from Five Year Plan at the start. No, no one really helped I think me out. You, you muddled through, but I, I, I did, just but, sat you know. back in my chair and let you. Oh Jesus! There's Again, that wasp. Think... wasp update. Wasp update. The wasp has landed on a CD case in front of me. What's the CD? Uh, it's Bob Dylan. No, sorry, it's Tim, Tim, Buckley, Tim Buckley and Happy Sad. It's a very big wasp. Should it? Should there be wasps around right now? I, I'll leave you with that, guys. We're going to end the podcast intro there. We'll be back after the thing for an outro. Is the wasp attack? Fuck off, wasp. <laughs> we want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email radio at homestale.net. Homestale Radio. Waterfield in for the hat trick. Astonishing. Of all the unlikely heroes. It's Scannell. Ambrose. Goal. Darren Ambrose for Crystal Palace. And that may do it. Flick goalwards. It's an own goal from Popovich. I just fucking love Doctor Who. Hello and welcome to uh, Homesdale Radio. With me, your host, Chris Hambling. Um, and I've immediately forgotten to do something. Let me just turn the little volume down so I can't hear myself speaking. That's much, much better. Um, yes, welcome to <clears throat> this week's show. Uh, joining me today, I have Mark Ross and Albert Curley. Hello, gentlemen. All right, all right. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, you... Albert. And listeners. Listeners. <laughs> listeners may be able to tell that Albert has turned into a robot already. Can you just try and say something for me, please, Albert? Fantastic. Any chance of you resetting your internet? Of course. <laughs> yeah, Good Speak to in a bit. <laughs> just you and me then, Chris. Yeah, just us for a minute while, uh, while Albert, he, he, he lives, uh, shall we say, in a, in a run-down area. You know, and I'm afraid uh, they don't have proper internet there. It's, it's dial-up, I think. So, But anyway, that aside, um, we've got a packed show for you today. Um, obviously, great to hear from you. We have plenty of contact already, and we will do our very best to get through all of that. Um, but if you want to get hold of us, it's twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Include at whole radio with your tweet. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash whole radio. We'll pick up some messages there. Uh, not sure how populated it is today, but there's the chat room on homesdale.net. It's wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Get you in there. Um, you can email us. It's radio at homesdale.net. Or you can give us a call. Um, I think Alan, it was, called us last week, which was extremely... Uh, Extremely useful. It you know, gives a different element to actually speak to you guys. So give us a call uh, anytime you like. It's 0208 123 1646. Um, I think Albert's back now, so I'll, uh, I'll give him a call <clears throat> while we're getting on with this. I'll just run you through some of the stuff we're going to be getting up to today. Um, well, we're going to have a quick look ahead at uh, Palace on Tour Day 2. We're going to speak to Rich Wilshire, but he's, I think he's only not long got back off holiday, so I'll just run you through what's going on there. Uh, got various different pieces about um, from the message boards to chat about. Uh, we're going to talk to James Daly from Five Year Plan Fanzine. Um, hopefully, you all know uh, about Dance with the Crystals. Um, oh, I won't say any more than that. I'll let him 
tell us all about what's going on there. Uh, we'll discuss that draw yesterday uh, with Hull in in a lot of detail and, and talk about, well, pick up all the key talking points that you've raised and that we've thought of ourselves. And uh, we'll look ahead at the Barnsley and Derby matches and round up uh, pretty much all your correspondence at the end before we say our goodbyes. So that's, yeah, that's what we're planning to do. Uh, Albert, are you there? Bunga bunga. Ah, oh, sweet, he's back. <clears throat> Right, so on that basis, uh, let's uh, let's find out what you've been up to. Now, I want to talk to you about uh, something you a wish you expressed pre-show. Um, we were talking about the Dance with the Crystals uh, thing. I was filling you guys in on what that was all about, and you expressed a desire for an item of clothing with the crystals. Yeah, quite harmless, I thought, but you seem to have leapt on it like um, salmon. A, a, a salmon. <laughs> That's a rubbish. That's just a I rubbish. Just... I just really like their uh, American baseball style jackets, and I was wondering yeah, if they. Mo- yeah, you wanted one for yourself. If they might come in a, you know, an average to larger sized man's. Do you want to size. tell the you want to tell the listeners how long you've been cross dressing? <laughs> well, I haven't got one yet. So. <laughs> oh right, okay. So Make be my wish come this. true. Fantastic. Well, we'll see what we can do with that. Um, Mark, Blue Peter. I'm sure they'll, you know, teach you how to make one at home. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's Blue Peter you've been watching, Mark. But anyway, let's. Oh, um, no, no. Blue something, but I don't know. What. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So on that. On that uh, what have you been up? Moving to? swiftly on. Yes. You've um. You, uh, you were spending unable- too much time in front of my PC by the sound of it. Yeah. Um. You were unable to join us last week because you were living in and working in a pub. I was. That pub horrendous. <laughs> I did my best to put it out of business, but it's still standing. I tried to set fire to it. Well, look, um, let's have a little chat about Palace on Tour Day 2. Now, gentlemen, hopefully you're aware of what that is, uh, but I'll just give a quick rundown of what, of what that was all about. Obviously, last year, Palace on Tour Day, it was the Coventry away game. And the, the basic idea is to pick a, you know, relatively accessible away ground with good facilities, easy to get to, easy to get back from... You know, plenty of allocation. Just, just give uh, to for, you know, but not usually well attended for all all the Palace fans just to get together, pick that as their away game of the season, and, and off they go. And I think near enough three thousand did that at Coventry. Which, well, I mean, even this season, I don't think we took more than about seven hundred. So that's the sort of impact we're looking that, that, that the organisers are looking for. Took and more than um, Coventry, didn't they? <laughs> I think you think that was the case. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I just think it was, uh, yeah, it's, it was a great idea. I mean, obviously, it doesn't get the club any money as such, but it's just a nice, it brings a nice thing. It brings everyone all together, and you know, I, I've, you know, I've been really enjoying all the away games this year. But it's a certain sort of thing that will give you the bug for that. And anyone will tell you if you, if you haven't been to an away game that the atmosphere is is something really, really special at the moment. And um, if you're going to go to one this season, you haven't done yet. I'm telling you, Derby on Saturday is the one to pick. Now there was. Uh, obviously tickets are, are freely available so the, the message really is to get yourself um, either online or down to the box office or give them a call get as many tickets as you can get as many people as you can down there and, and just enjoy the day out there's a fantastic number in the vicinity of the ground you can you know you can be absolutely guaranteed that there'll be a, a horde of Palace fans there it's going to be absolutely fantastic I think uh, closing, you know, a horde <laughs> behave yourself you've been a bit fruity today but i mean yeah absolutely i think they're on about 900 or so sale or something in that in that area already um on the day walk ups will easily push that a lot higher but i think i think we'll probably be looking getting a similar similar value as we got last time so 
You going, chaps? Nah. <laughs> I'm working. Oh, I'm sounds working. really boring. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like oh, a real crap day out. <laughs> I've got loads of ironing to do. <laughs> Have you quite finished? Are you going? <laughs> oh, Let's okay. move on. Yeah, all right. Well, the lads are fully behind it, as you can hear. <laughs> we'll be there, of course, we'll be there. I mean, I, to be honest, I've, there's probably too many in our presenting team now. Now would be a good chance to start trimming it down, I think. But anyway, <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, I want to take a bit of a moment before we get out of, uh, of James Daly just to sort of look at the, the sort of the, well, the headline news, if you like, and it's the, uh, the very bad circumstances of, of Fabrice Mwamba. Uh, it's never nice to see anyone in that in that situation, but it's it's extremely um, well. It's just shocking. I mean, I saw it on Twitter on the way back from the game, and um, you just you kind of think you see these guys; they're professional athletes, and you imagine you know this guy's 23 years old, and you know he's he's had a, suffered a cardiac arrest. And you look at me, and I'm you know I'm 31, and I'm a, a big target for heart problems at the moment, and uh, you just think you know it's so fragile life, and so a real shock. But obviously, the good news was he's, he's he man- they a lot of work was done on him. And um, yeah, they managed to restart his heart. He's, he's you know, he's, he's alive as, as we're talking now. And obviously, all our thoughts are with him and his family, and hope he pulls through it. I'll give you a chance to say your bit, guys, on that one. Are you shocked, Albert? But yeah, it's shocking, really. You know, someone so young, and like you say, you you assume these professional footballers are, are monitored, you know, in all sort, you know, nutrition and fitness and you know general well-being and you know just goes to show that things like that can slip under the radar and you know they're only human like the rest of us mm, absolutely uh mark i mean i don't know you've sort of known pretty much about fabrice moramba but i mean i've sort of been aware of him for a few years but you know He's sort of things you see coming yeah yeah arsenal youth player yeah. yeah but yeah i mean it's uh incredibly sad and uh uh, I'm sure everyone's thoughts go out to him and his family, and uh, let's hope he makes a full recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't couldn't echo that more. Obviously, it's a, it's a sad thing uh, to to be talking about, but it's just obviously worth. I thought it felt felt was worth a mention. So, obviously, yeah, thoughts and uh, thoughts and uh, best wishes. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank you. I became distracted by a tweet, which is not really the the done thing in a heartfelt speech, but there we are. Um, yeah, on that subject, uh, Albert, I've got some news for you. Uh, Bronya, the captain of the Crystals, says we'll have to ask Sharon Lacey about your Crystals jackets. Uh, so it looks like you're, uh, you know, we've got That's a way it. for you to get. That's a speedy reply, wasn't it? Yeah, the ball Bronya, is rolling. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get you donned in full Crystals gear before you know it. Mm. No, just, I just want to make it clear: it is just when are you having the, the boob the job? jacket? It's just what the reduction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man boobs, aren't they? They're man the boobs. <laughs> no, nobody wants to see me in uh, the mm. rest of it, to be honest. No, you if anything, if anything, that skirt's you. just not long enough. Mate, what you do, what you it do at home. That's all I'm saying, what you, uh, mate. What you do at home is your own business. All right, let's let's stop imagining Albert in the crystals. Get up immediately, and uh, <laughs> just a quick email in from uh, from Dave. Actually, he talks about Palace on tour day two. He said he's hoping to take uh, five lads to the game on Saturday. Uh, he's been to Palace away games before, but not the Palace on tour day. He's heard about someone raising money to take four thousand red and blue balloons. Yeah, that's that's uh, actually happening. The, the guys organising that, Rich Wilshire, Wilshire, and I think Paul. I don't know his surname, unfortunately. But if you ever check on the BBS. Uh, pop on the thread on there. It's quite a significant topic on there. 
uh, the very first post on there gives a. Do you know what? I could even I could do it while I'm talking to you. That's the that's modern technology, isn't it? I could probably do that if if I can still. Men can't multitask. Exactly, yeah. they do say that. If I can fill enough time between clicking all the buttons and that, I mean, it's sounding quite natural at the moment, isn't it? It doesn't sound like I'm deliberately padding to try and work out what to do, does it? Although I am You're drawing right. attention to that fact. So. Well, I don't know. Otherwise <laughs> right. known as bullshit. So if you want to donate anything to the uh, 4,000 balloons um, appeal... <laughs> you can, to the balloons! Not to the donate balloons to themselves. <laughs> that would be, be mental. Uh, I think Rich says they need about just over £200 for 4,000. Uh, you can do it via PayPal. It's cpfcballoons at hotmail.co.uk. Or you can PM tasty underscore snacks at, uh, on the BBS. I think it's the same on the Homesdale as well. So there you go. That's uh, Palace on Tour Day for you. I'm just stifling a burp. How professional. <clears throat> Thanks, guys. Thanks for helping Don't me out. stifle it. Just let it out. I'm not, I've not quite... Like you normally do. Anyway, yeah. let's... Um, Fritz, that's let's disgusting. Not, let's not dwell any further. Let's... Move uh, on. No, not... Well, not specifically <laughs> on. I mean, I'm... What I'm going to do is I'm just going to give Mr. James Daly a quick call. And we'll talk to him about, um, what do you may call it? <laughs> Dancing with the Crystals. Dance with the Crystals. Oh, I've just added Albert to the wrong call. Remove this. La, 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 la. I have enough trouble being in one call. I don't think you need to bandy me around. I have to apologise. This is getting, this is just spectacular today. It's up to our usual amazing standards, I know that, but... Oh, the listening figures are so good. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess these sort of things do happen. But about to join us any second now to talk to us about Dance with the Crystals, um, which is a a sport relief um, thing. Oh, it says unable to connect. That's not good, is it? Um, I'm going to try once You're more. You're on your own, Chris. You're on your own. Well, have you guys done any research? About <laughs> Crystals. I'm oh, doing well. it now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we'll try, we'll try James in a. F- oh, oh, hang on, there he is. Hello, James. Hello, James. James. Hello, James. On a mobile device, it says there in the call. Can't hear you though, mate. Are you uh, able to talk? Hmm, it's disappointing. Maybe he's already practicing the dance. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'll give him a, I'll give him a shout back in a minute. Let's have a quickly run through what Dance with the Crystals is. It is a, um, basically, it's a, it's a fundraising thing for uh, sport relief. I believe it's going to be televised, which I was hoping to get some more details on from from James. Basically, uh, Terry from uh, Red and Blue Army.co.uk, all the boys at Five Year Planting, Andy and James, are going to be uh, strutting their stuff with the crystals. I think maybe even. Uh, the um, uh, our mascots Pete and Alice will also be involved. So, I mean that that sounds like an amazing thing. I'm sure you'll agree. Um, and we'll try and find out how exactly to to join in on that fun. Any second now. Is it going to be a match? Hello, James. Hello. Hey. Hey. Oh, that's. Oh, I was I was sweating there. I have to say. I mean, there I sweat. I sweat a lot usually, but there was a lot of sweat happening there. Let's try to get <laughs> trying to get hold of you. Oh, so dancing with the crystals. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, mate? 
Well, it's it's obviously exactly as it sounds. We are going to be dancing with the crystals um, on Tuesday night against Barnsley um, at half time, uh, and it's going to be rather spectacular. <laughs> We've got to uh, routine and uh, it's you know it's, it's intricate, and uh, mm. everyone's going to do it. Mm, so you've been working hard on that routine, have you? Yeah, we've had uh, two training sessions, uh, three hours long each. And um, the start of the training session is a, is, is a real workout from uh, from Claire, one of the vice captains. And it's, uh, it's tough stuff, chaps. i tell you what, those girls are in good shape. Is You know, do not, do not be fooled. They are in good shape. And uh, I, was, I was struggling. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is, uh, I mean, obviously, I imagine there'll be some sort of an outfit you're planning. Um, yeah, we are, I believe, going to be wearing last season's Crystals outfit. <laughs> See, it's not oh. just me. <laughs> Another oh, cross-dresser on the telephone. Um, do they offer the kind of support a gentleman needs these days? <laughs> Oh, I don't know if you hear that, James. Sorry, I. Um, <clears throat> you you still there, mate? No. I think it's we disgusted with what you said. It's probably probably that. I'm actually going to try and ring James on a mo on a mobile. Uh, I think that's going to give us a bit more. It's a poor uh, line, anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think yeah. That's the unfortunate thing. It's the um, it's the thing with Skype. Sometimes it, it just for whatever reason. I think he's he's on he's on his mobile anyway, but um. For whatever reason, sometimes it just sort of it just has a bit of a hissy fit on us. But um, let's let's try and do that, um, guys. I mean, does that sound exciting to you? Do you feel enticed by the prospect of seeing these uh, these gentlemen in their um, not well <laughs> in last year's crystals kit? I want to know how they're going to fit in them. Um, they probably <laughs> had to sew a few together. You know? <laughs> <laughs> one, oh. one skirt for each leg. Oh, Something just like that. that. <laughs> not very well. Um, yeah. But they've got balls. Yeah, that's the problem. And we'll, and we'll probably see them on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what, oh, brilliant. I mean, that's yeah, that's the scary thing, isn't it? Um, that that would be my concern. I have to say, very would be scary. What what's going to happen to the family jewels there? Um, all I, all I say is, I hope Kayla the eagle's not flying around because she might think it's one of them little mice that gets waved around for her to come and. <laughs> Um, you'll probably hear some sort of a ringing sound any second now. Well. There we go. There we go. Hello. Hello, James. Hi, guys. Sorry about that. My connection is uh, very unreliable. Yeah, that's all right. Not to worry at all. We've uh, we've got so you smart. secured now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit bad when the presenting team's connections are just as unreliable, actually. <laughs> um, anyway, mate. As I was just asking, do the uh, do the crystals outfits offer the support a gentleman needs? Because we were discussing the potential for a bit of slippage in a, in the downstairs area. Uh, we haven't we haven't yet tried them on, so I can't confirm or deny that. Right. Um, so what you're how are you hmm. going to fit into them as well? Well, I'm quite a slender man, so I think I'm probably going to be okay. I'm, uh, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite. It, 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 it's James Endicott that I'm, I'm a little bit worried about. Um, oh, is, is James doing it as well? I did. Yes, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, James is, uh, came to his first training session today, and uh, I think he did. I personally think he did really well, um, mm. but he was sweating quite a lot uh, throughout <laughs> the, throughout the, uh, the session. But uh, it was hard work. 
I mean, it's a, it's a Tuesday night game, so hopefully there won't be that many children there to um, potentially offend. <laughs> <to, laughs> uh, yeah. um, We're trying yeah. to encourage kids to come to the club, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. I'll get dragged away in a police um, van. In terms of in terms of fundraising, <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Um, is there the ability to sort of donate on the day? But is there a way people can sponsor you beforehand? Yeah, there's um, there's a website which is my sportrelief.com forward slash sponsor uh, forward slash uh, dance with crystals although if you would if you want to sort of donate to me and you think that I am worthy of the donation towards the group then it's the same website but with forward slash FYP which is the FYP team me Andy and James that and the... part, but it all, it all goes to the same group and so far I think they've raised over over two grand and, and I oh, believe they're in nice. the top 20 in the UK at one point so it's going really well that's absolutely fantastic. I assume those links are on the FYP site as well? They are, yeah, yeah, they are. yeah. And I believe on the official website and, and, and most Palace websites. I think. Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure we pick them up and retweet. Can, can and I ask later what on. style the dance is? Um, I would say uncoordinated. Can that be a style? <laughs> a, <laughs> a number? Um, what number are you no, dancing to? Oh, uh, I'm not sure I'm allowed to. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say. No, let's keep All that. Right. Let's keep that. Uh, uh, but suffice to say, it is a, a cracking that? tune. So is it "Atmosphere" by Russ Abbott? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was. It's not. Uh, Taz and Dave. All right, guys, can we stop making sort of suggestions <laughs> of what song it might be for poor James? That, um, okay, listen, that that is fantastic to see see you guys raising so much money, and I hope you, it gets a lot lot higher. And obviously, credit to to everyone involved, Crystals and. And yourselves, putting yourselves through that, um, and putting the paying crowd through that as well, which is exciting. <laughs> yeah, I can only apologise to Palace, because I imagine they won't make as much money on half-time beers, because people will be, <laughs> you know, staying to watch us. But uh, it's good yeah. fun, and the, the girls are great, the girls are really friendly, and they've really helped us through it, and there's, there's nine, nine blokes doing it, and one uh, female fan called Michelle, um, so there's ten of us in total doing it, and uh, we've all had a, a good laugh at training, basically. So it's all been in the right spirit, and I, and, and I hope it will be the same on uh, on Tuesday. Now I heard some training. sort of been training out of interest. Where's yeah, training? That secret, yeah. I don't know if I can tell you that either. One <laughs> <laughs> round their houses, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> it's in, in a gym, in a professional gym with a professional studio. In fact, there's, there's like giant mirrors on the wall as well, and you can kind of see exactly just how bad you are in the routine compared to how good the girls are. So it's quite demoralising, but it's all very professional. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, just one last thing. I, I'd read something along the lines of it may be featured actually on Sport Relief. I heard the same thing, yeah. I heard there might be some ca- cameras coming down from the BBC on Tuesday and then it'll be on the on the main programme on, on Friday evening. So essentially it's going to be documented forever and we're never <laughs> ever going to get away from the, the embarrassment of us dancing. One for the grandkids. At least, at least they can <laughs> pixelate stuff, can't they? When they've recorded it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure they'll do. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll do whatever they need to do to make it, you know, family viewing for TV. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for talking to us, James. We'll let you go now. We've we've got to move on as well. All right, thanks, much boys. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers. Airbrushing oh, is shit. very useful nowadays. And then said the word shit. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Right. Thank you so much to, to James and obviously. Everyone involved in that, um, best of luck um, in a variety of different ways. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, do check out the, the links on the official site and on FYP Fanzine as well. And we'll, um, yeah, obviously, like I say, best of luck for that. So that definitely whets the appetite for that particular um, situation. 
Let's move on, though. And so I want to have a quick chat. You guys were both at the game yesterday. I want to have a quick chat before we go and talk about the match and about, um, about the Spironi display. We are going to talk about football 22 <laughs> minutes into the show. I want to talk about the Spironi display. Um, some fantastic pictures doing the doing the rounds at the moment um, that sort of show about just how emotive a, a moment it was. But obviously, the HF do spoil us with stuff like that, I have to say, because you, you don't really see it coming most of the time. And... Only until it's sort of the, it's out there and it's done, uh, and it was a fantastic thing to look at. Um, and as soon as Jules saw it, he, he you know threw his stuff into the goal and came over applauding the fans. And he sort of could see the the emotion sort of overcame him. He ended up having to dab his face to to sort of wipe away the tears. And I mean that just you know it, the kind of connection between between club and player is just absolutely fantastic to see that, and and so richly richly deserved as well. Um, I mean, Al, Albert, did you, uh, I mean, I think you're sort of based almost above that. Did you see it at the time? No, I'm next to it. I'm behind the goal. Um, mm. So I, I've only seen it on the pictures, but it was amazing. Mm. I actually, I got there just as we were kicking off. Uh, so I didn't know that it had actually happened. And I saw him in this goal wiping his face with his towel and looking sort of quite, quite solemn. Um, mm. Unbeknownst to me, it's because there was a effing great picture of him <laughs> hanging down <laughs> just to my right. Yeah, but I mean, I can't think of a, a, a modern day player any more deserving. I mean, people have made impacts at Palace, but he's just, you know, he's just an absolute legend still playing at the, at the top of his game. Uh, Mark, your, your opinion on it? I thought it was tremendous by uh, and well done to everyone involved, the mm, Homesville fanatics, of course, and uh, and it obviously did get to uh, Jules, and uh, as a few people have said there seemed to be like a, a tear in his eye and then they'd uh, a big banner was unveiled as well saying the words hands of God didn't they as well and I thought that was a nice touch as well I was, I was actually thinking about it today and I was thinking do you think uh, that Julian Spurry falls into the category of a CPFC legend now I think so Definitely. oh god yeah I mean I just I, I mean Nigel Martin was one of my all-time favorite players full stop you know and, and a keeper i would never have thought anyone would get near um, in my time obviously people talk about uh, john jackson before that but you know well before i was even born uh, and probably before you were even born mark for a change but um, it. Nah, not. <laughs> but yeah i just I, I, he's for me he's just given so much to the club and I I can remember when he obviously he had the the issue against Everton and uh, where he, you know you know it was a it was a mistake and it, he was kind of almost like a calamity kind of figure, but I can remember all the news coming out of the club for, about him as, as the second choice, and he he always got talked about as the as the guy who trains the hardest and and puts the most in, um, which I thought was a lovely touch really, uh, I, yeah I just I I think that's that sort of sums it up for me. How he's yeah. not never been called up even even to sit on the bench for mm. Argentina is beyond me absolutely it's and bizarre really and I, I know we're all biased obviously because we're Palace fans but week in week out there is at least one save that he will make that's you know genuinely in the world class bracket yeah no that's that's spot on um I just it's, it's the lack of mistakes that gets me as well he does obviously make mistakes he's like any goalkeeper but they're just so few and far between that when it happens, you you know you're actually completely shocked by it. Um, I mean, I know well, we um, we're going to talk about Hull, but mm. they um, the, the game. But 
he had a few saves to make in that game, but he just makes it so unearnly easy looking, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. and what is probably quite a tricky save, he seems to do with with, you know, he's so, you know. He just, just gets easy. on with his job. He's not flamboyant, yeah, yeah. is he? He's not flamboyant. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't throw himself all over the place, you know, and make it spectacular just for the sake of making it spectacular, mm. you know. And, uh, you know, he, he, what what looks like a, a bog-standard save is probably, to you and I, is probably back of the net. But, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's hey, definitely... Well, I think he definitely falls into the legendary status yeah. now, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, obviously, yeah, our thanks go out to the Homestead Fanatics once more for a fantastic yeah. display and, and their hard work and, and obviously the money that they put into doing that as well. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of other bits and pieces to talk about before we, we move on. Um, Mark, you just want to say a quick hello to the Norwegian fans? Yeah, well, um, I don't know if any of you remember, but we have a, a sort of Norwegian following... Um, and three of the lads, the Norwegian-based fans, Lars, Carlos and Stefan, came over from Norway for yesterday's game. Um, we met up with them, had a few beers with them, and they actually come from the same same uh, village or area of Norway as Johnny Parr. Obviously, Johnny Parr is a big hero of them over there, so we, uh, mm. we organised a, uh, a meeting with them and... Uh, Johnny Parr, they were filled, and uh, it was great to have their company. And uh, uh, every time they come along, uh, I think the first time we interviewed them uh, after the Burnley game, but we were very pissed outside the, um, not not like us, That's right, outside yeah, the yeah. cherry trees. And uh, and uh, that was early on in the season. He's, he's, that was his debut goal. And um, they came over a second time, and uh, he scored again, Par. And yesterday he was uh, officially man of the match. Officially, as I say. Uh, so they seem to bring a lot of luck with them when he Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. So, what were the lads' names? Lars, Carlos, and Stefan. Uh, so but, thank uh, you. Great guys. Great guys, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, pleasure meeting them again. Thank you to Lars, Carlos, and Stefan coming over for that. And hope, glad that you eventually found Johnny Parr at the end. Um, yeah, it would have been. I'm sure it was exciting for him to uh, to talk to guys from his village as it was for him them to meet him really. Uh, but yeah, great great to see you guys again, and uh, hope to see you again soon. Especially if you keep bringing that luck. Okay, moving that swiftly on. I don't want to. We had a couple of topics to talk about on the message boards, but I don't really want to go into that in too much detail. I will talk ask you about. There's there's very very difficult question being raised as to who is the better player, Wilf Saha or Johnny Williams. Now, first thing to probably say is it's a difficult to compare because they're not the same sort of players. But if I could ask you guys, um, who do you think is going to go further? I'll start with you, Al. It's a horrible oh, question. It is a horrible question. Probably Zaha. Yeah? Yeah, um, purely because the- he's a more just sort of flamboyant European flicks and tricks player. Mm, okay. Next. Yep. <laughs> Mark, what do you reckon? I don't think it's really fair to compare the two, really. Uh, Get off the fence. <laughs> fence sitting is one of... No. Um, I think um, they're both raw players and they've both got, you know, a lot to learn still, but they're both brilliant in their own ways and for their ages. Um, they're fantastic and I think... Uh, after yesterday's performance, if we can hold on to Zaha in the summer, 
you know, uh, sort of uh, a three of Scannell, Zaha and Williams uh, sets up an exciting season next mm. next year, I think. But um, I, I don't know. I couldn't. They're both uh, great for different yeah. reasons, you know. One of the things I, I sort of thought when when the question was raised, I, I kind of understand where the question's coming from because um, it was, you know, especially with Zahar out at the moment, it's how, how do we miss him? Well, it kind of just struck me that if you look at both of those players, I don't think it's out of the question to say. Certainly, Zahar being valued at ten million, I think it's fair to say that with, with similar experience, Williams would be valued the same. And to have uh, as a, uh, us as a club to have players of that pedigree um, just come out of the academy at the same time, but but, but basically, to even have players of that pedigree in the team is a huge, huge thing for us. And I just can't help thinking that if we can just stretch out for a season and, and hold on to these guys, it's gutting that Klein looks like he's going to go. Because with him as well, it just it, it adds even more to it. But but sort of an attacking trio of, of Zaha, Williams and, and Scannell, I think, who, who was excellent when he came on yesterday. Those those are players that have come straight out of our academy that... that they look good enough to sort of potentially dominate the division we're in and, and perform in the division above, I think. And very, very exciting times. And, and I'm glad that we don't actually have to choose who's better. We can actually play both. Um, although fate seems to be conspiring against doing that too often. In fact, the only real, well, obviously, the, one of the, the key times they were playing together, Zaha and Williams um, and, and Scanner, were was against um, Brighton, where we complete, where we destroyed them in their, their own ground. So. I think that's what they're capable of. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Sharon Lacey says I have a stock of red and blue balloons I can give you. Also, what size jacket? <laughs> no <We'll>, way! Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> that's fantastic. We'll um, we'll be in touch, Sharon, definitely on that one. I mean, Albert can barely contain his excitement already. So uh, mm. yeah, can you tell? Thanks for the tweet. Yeah, he needs yeah. a toilet. He is needs my a toilet come break. On? <laughs> didn't want to say but your webcam is on and you know it's i am recording anyway um <clears throat> moving swiftly on from that um yeah so uh before before we get into the uh crux of the game what i wanted to do we've got a, a new feature now because of the wonderful technological advances at um at whole radio I'm, I'm. There might be a period of weird silence before and potentially after this. All right, so don't freak out too much. But I'm just going to play you a clip. And now it's um, you know, it's an special clip. It's we've managed to get this from behind the scenes at the club. And then there's a little asterisk there that says this is a lie. We haven't got this from behind the scenes at the club at all. Um, any resemblance to any uh, real people is purely coincidental. This is entirely fictional, etc., etc. Disclaimer. But if you could just um listen out um hopefully you can you can hear this feature but like i say might be a weird bit of silence either end so and that goes for you as well mark and albert a bit of silence from you if you could hello and welcome to paddy mccarthy's from the training ground with paddy mccarthy at the training uh, hello there this is paddy mccarthy it's definitely me so it is uh this week we've been working hard down at Beckenham. The gaffer says we might as well be doing art classes as we're drawing all the time. Alex Merrill says he's not allowed to use a pencil. The boards have come down on the windows, now Big Carl's gone out on loan. He heard that Calvin had gone to the Orient. Alex Merrill asked why he'd gone to China. We've a young lady, Joan Roman, from Man City on trial. For the last couple of weeks anyway. I'm bold for the birds having a go at footy, but I didn't think we'd be playing with them all right. Still, she's a good player and a smashing lad. Alex Morris says she can dribble with his balls anytime she likes. That's all from me this week, boys and girls. 
Join me next week for Paddy McCarty from the training ground with me, Paddy McCarty, at the training ground on FMDM. Boy. Yeah, um, I, I could only apologise for, for that. Not only was that a bit odd, um, but Stab. also there was, um, like, I think the sound effect in the background was, oh, sorry, no, not the sound effect, The wind, there was a wind in the background there that was a bit a bit loud when Paddy was talking. I don't <clears> know what's real anymore. No, no, it's all it's all real, that was all real, that was really what happened. Now, in there were a series of bad jokes, so I'm a bit perplexed as to what what went on there so let's um let's just file that one under strange and uh <laughs> look forward to the new version of that next week oh dear guys you, you were moaning about some sort of weird sound problem during that no yeah there were several yeah. weird sounds <laughs> during that <laughs> fair enough um let's um <clears throat> move swiftly on to talking about the whole game Oh dear! Now in the lineup, uh, there was no Darren Ambrose. He was ill. Um, Johnny Esther was back. He started on the right, although he roamed quite considerably throughout that game. Uh, we had Moxie and Parr in a combination on the left, with Dean Moxie lining up further forward than, than Jonathan Parr. Uh, Glenn Murray started up top, and then we had Stuart O'Keefe and Jednak in the middle. Uh, the sort of headline news from the lineup. Uh, summary of the game, obviously the game ended nil-nil, uh, and you'd be forgiven, I think probably neutrals wouldn't have found it particularly exciting, but you'd probably be forgiven for um, for assuming it was a dull game if you weren't there, but I thought it was far from that, I think Dougie called it right, and he said that the, the two teams play very, very similar games, and it was it was a case of both teams looking pretty solid and uh, and, and trying to break, but there were... There were a few chances of note. Mark, I'm going to come to you to sort of see if you can pick out a few key moments. Um, well, can as you? you said, it was it was an entertaining game despite it being goalless. Um, I thought, obviously, the uh, return of Johnny Williams was the highlight of, of the day for me anyway. Um, it was just uh, tremendous to see him back in a Palace shirt. Um, and I thought it, it was a brave decision by Doogie to play um, Jednak with O'Keefe. And I thought it really worked well in the centre. And to have a natural left footer in Dean Moxie playing mm. on the left and um, uh, and obviously with the return of, of John Williams, who was sublime, I think it worked really well. And I think KG may struggle to get back in the side now. Mm-hmm. It's certainly in the starting lineup because I thought... It had a more balanced feel to the team yesterday, and yeah. uh, it, from where I was watching, anyway, you know, or from my rose-tinted glasses, if you like. But I like the centralling pairing of Jednak and O'Keefe, and um, well, maybe Moxie can... is not ideally um, left-sided midfield player, but it's nice to have somebody with a left peg playing on the left side. Yeah. So I think they linked up well, Parr and Moxie, and and uh, Williams was great, and uh, I thought. You know, it was an interesting lineup, and I think it worked well. And and Hull are no mugs. I mean, no, absolutely. They're a, they're a smart team. I think they they turned up ten games unbeaten yesterday, and they they played the ball around quite well. But I, I think thought they beat uh, Cardiff three 0 in their own backyard, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I thought at the end that 
we deserved at least a point, if not more. I don't know if anyone's seen the post-match comments by Doogie, but I have got them yeah. in front of me. But uh, yeah. he um, he was pretty pleased. He said, basically, quote, I don't think we did enough to win the game. You can see why Hull are in the top six at the moment, but I thought we coped with them well and came more into it in the second half. It was great to see some of the younger players stand up to a team like Hull. I've always said that the playoffs might be too much to ask this season, but you can see the progress we've made. And finally, he said, we're taking big strides when you compare where we were last season. So you can't really disagree with anything Doogie said there. And as I said in previous shows, it's nice, Doogie, to talk the team up and to give respect to the oppo rather than all these managers that slag off the refs, the opposition and other players and uh, don't concentrate on their own team. Yeah. There's a lot to there's a sort of a lot to dissect in there really. There's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Something I want to come back to is the partnership of Stuart O'Keefe and, and Jedinak in there. Um, but in terms of, I just want to sort of finish off really in terms of the, sort of the chance creation during the game. I can't really recall other than a, a free kick that Jules tipped over brilliantly. I can't really recall Hull having too much. Um, we we a good, definitely good save at the near post from a quite a tight angle. Mm. But um, no, I think they, they were. They were very limited in their chances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we didn't have a tremendous amount either. But I can recall in the first half there was some some great work, and a lot of it involved Williams, as, as we quite rightly talked about earlier. But you know, in in his interplay, um, so the first half Chris Martin looked, looked, looked decent enough. Into you know, he had a poor second half, I think. But when he was working with um, with Williams, and they were sort of involving the two guys out on the left, but like Paul was getting in a sort of more advanced position at times but either pop either moxie or par he can't can't spoonerize that because i nearly said poxy and ma that's something else <laughs> anyway um <laughs> but like uh, yeah they were, they were getting we were getting crosses in from the left and a couple of those uh, we we really should have done better with and i can recall martin having um it's having the chance to really put his foot through the ball from a cutback from par i think it was it could have been Moxie. Yeah. Or Williams. <laughs> but anyway. Or like, Poxy. Or Poxy, yeah. Your uh, internet started making you sound like a robot again, Albert. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point you're making. But um, anyway. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but Martin, Martin really didn't put his foot through the ball. And uh, yeah, so that was probably the chance chance of the game for me, where it was just there for the taking. Had Murray score, had a good then, chance, didn't he, with a um, header? Yeah, yeah, again, that was a weird Maybe. one. That was in the second half, wasn't it? When he yeah. it didn't seem to get a great deal of power into it. It was a bit central. Mm. But you could see, and that, that's another interesting point with him and Martin, really. Uh, you could see when he went to, when he actually took that header on, Martin was just to the left of him, you know, with, with his hand out, accepting the ball to be head, expecting the ball to be headed down to him. And it just, you know, he had a bit, he had sort of a little let out a little yelp of frustration when Mar- when Murray went for the header. And there's just those were little signs of things that like, the reason those two haven't been playing to, together, they don't seem to gel. And you know Murray hasn't seemed to gel with with Easter when he's played up top with him as well. And it's it doesn't seem to be the only one Murray's looked good with is Scannell, and that that sort of brings out the the age old debate really of, of playing Sean Scannell through the centre uh, to get the best out of, of Glenn Murray potentially. So I don't know. Those are the sort of things that were. That I, were, you, were I say um, about Glenn Murray though. I mm. mean, he's had a, he had a bit of stick on the boards I saw um, mm. today and from last night. I thought he had a reasonably good game. I know others feel differently. I thought he held the ball up well. His touch was 
not bad, and he won a fair bit in the air. I thought he was unlucky to be substituted. But uh, it, it was interesting that someone on the whole message board posted a clip of uh, a YouTube clip of all of Glenn Murray's 56 goals scored for the weed. Mm. And um, and basically, I, I had a look at... I didn't look at every 56. <laughs> I'm not that sad. But um, uh, I looked at about a dozen, and we just do not play to his strengths. He's a goal poacher, but he lacks pace at the moment. And he seems to have a lot of pace in the video, and they include goals scored back in 2011, not that long ago. Uh, but he was feeding off good through balls and running onto a lot of crosses, resulting in goals in the six-yard box. And yeah, um, th- this isn't happening, and he's not getting into the six-yard box due to sort of a lack of pace. And I think, I don't know, obviously I'm not you know, at the training ground, but I think that he's been playing with an injury all season, and I think that he just can't get there. Maybe he's got like a niggling hamstring, groin, calf injury or something of those sorts because you don't lose your pace overnight and he just doesn't seem to... I mean, we got we got some crosses in. He just... No one... He just did, can't get that sort of from the edge of the 18-yard box into the 6-yard box. He yeah, it just... It feels it feels almost like um, his kind of lack of... Um, lack of sort of playing to his strengths as you're talking about has meant that now when we do put something in that he should be thriving on it, it sort of th- seems like he's not quite ready for it anymore mm. i want to pick up on what, on what you said because um one of our regular contributors wayne uh wayne gallagher uh, who's on at wayne dizzy he tweeted that uh, murray could not look could not have looked less interested on saturday i thought more than one occasion he just gave up on chasing the ball and, I, and I, do you know what? I think it's a fair criticism in, in some ways. I wouldn't necessarily say personally that it's a lack of interest, but. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, he's he's not the sort of player who's going to be chasing uh, things down, really. And I know earlier on in his Palace career, he probably was doing it. He was trying to make an impression, but he seems to have lost the desire to actually do it. Um, I, I don't really know why, to be honest with you. I don't. I, I, he's, he's had an injury, and, and we haven't really heard too much about it. That's one of the things. Um, so I don't really know. I, I don't know. It, it's he definitely seems to have lost a yard of pace. Um, do you? I, do you say, I, don't know. I, I think. I think uh, that you know he isn't. I don't think he's a hundred percent fit, and uh, but he's fit enough to play. But uh, you know, for all we know, maybe he doesn't do a lot of. Um, uh, training in the week, maybe he's, you know, a re- reduced amount of training. Maybe he can't do a lot of sprinting in in training. You know, there's obviously some sort of issue because honestly, I, I was watching those goals and he was beating men, getting past men. He was, he, you know, he he was getting into some great positions in the six yard box, heading balls across goal, and and 
you know, he just didn't look like the same player. And you're only talking about somebody we've had at the beginning of the season. So mm. I think uh, yeah, half of it, the problem. It, go on, Albert. I don't half, think he's not interested. Do you? I don't. I don't believe he's not interested. But. I think half the problem yesterday is that I don't think him and Martin can play together at all. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I think you know they both had as good a game as each other, in my opinion. Um, right, yeah, but no matter like, how uh, either of them play, they don't make a good pair. Oh. Hold on, I'm getting a phone call now. We're a sick. There you go. Hello? Hello? Is it Hello? I don't think it is. It's Chris speaking. <laughs> Who am I speaking to? to? you. Hi, Chris. I just want to say one well, it show, and if, if, if it's possible, I'd like to make a brief contribution. It's oh, Jerry, by the way. Chris. Absolutely, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, no worries at all. Oh, yeah. I've just missed three calls from you. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Didn't Look, even Chris, notice. Who's speaking now? Who's that young man speaking now in the studio with you? Uh, there's two. There's Albert, what, the younger one. Who's talking about Murray? Uh, well, I am. Mark. I am. Okay. <laughs> we all are. I'll make some great, brilliant points there, but I, I like to throw in a couple of points if yep, I can. Go for it, yep. You go ahead, go on, Jerry. Jerry. Hi there, you, you, it's a great programme. Um, hi there, it's a book. <laughs> it's a great programme. I think the points about Murray are so valid. And uh, what is your point about Murray, Jerry? Uh, Jerry, yeah. I think what, what's happening is you've got the our volume, your volume up in the background. And okay, you what I do, I'll ring, you, I'll ring you back in a couple of minutes. Okay, yeah, just yeah, no, that down. Buddy, is him. The point, the point. a good show is a good point. That is a very good point, and I. That's I, all I you need to ring up about and just say that, and that was it. It's well worth making. Uh, when, what when Jerry, up about Jerry, uh, Jerry uh, anyway. In a second, anyway, so yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, on, on the, we'll come back to, to Murray in a second. <coughs> Jerry, um, actually, while while we're here, um, Stuart uh, Stuart Leaney, I think it is uh, at Stu underscore CPFC on Twitter. He asked a question: Why, when we're defending corners, do we not leave anyone on the halfway line? Um, well, we've had a little conversations about this before, uh, and I've seen plenty of teams do that as a, as a tactic. But just want to get your very, very brief opinions on it, if you can. Start with you, Albert. Why don't we? Um, I think because we're we're a team at the moment that's built on a solid foundation at the back and not conceding. Uh, you know, and that's where our progress has come from this season. So it's probably an, an offshoot of that. Really, it's to ensure that we don't go behind. Now, it's a fair point. We'll come back to it. Let's add Jerry to our conference now. Hi, Jerry. Hi there. Is that better? Yeah, it is yeah. much better. Yeah, I think you. Yeah. Yeah, what I was sure. just bound to say, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant show as always. I just want to make a couple of um, sort of like interjections regarding Murray as well. Mm. Hello? Sorry, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah I, go ahead, Jerry. I was saying that, you know, I think uh, because of my injury, I can't, probably go and watch Palace to the last game of the season but anyway the here and now is about Murray a friend of mine was saying when he was substituted I think um, yesterday he you know he didn't you know he looked really miserable I think he's quite frustrated and I also feel there's a problem with an injury I think that's either you know that's either been sort of like um, he's, he's playing on an injury but he certainly isn't happy with the service he's getting and you know I hear rumours, I know there are only rumours, you can only give them so much sort of credence that, you know, other clubs will be looking at him, and even Bright would be interested in having him back, but I think we'd be full to let him go, because I think he, you know, as you say, the goals he scored for Brighton 
um, are really are really kind of um, really impressive. But for us, it just hasn't worked for me at the moment. But I think partly it's to do with the with, with the service as well. But do you think, Jerry, it might be a case of you know the right player at the right club, and you know maybe he, you know he was good at Brighton, but you know because that was his club. Do you think or? Well, the thing is, he he, won't, he left Brighton and he played for us. That could be an indication, but um, I know Chris mentioned some time ago the Brighton game, um, and uh, you know he had a good game there, and he's he's a good player. He holds the ball up well. He's he's tall, but I just don't think most of the chances he gets are chances he makes, as opposed to chances that are created by the team. And um, you know, I think you know, I think as we just sort of back in the last quarter of the season there's lots of places up for grabs and I just hope I mean Doogie I think well listen to his press conference said he's going to find out what players want to stay next year mm. and I'm just concerned that maybe um, you know in the dressing room that things may not be as rosy regarding Murray with other players and that might that, that I hopefully would be the case because I you know I hate to see him as I say without being repetitive I hate to see him sold you know that's, yeah, I, that's a concern I, I have. Totally agree with that, Jerry. I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. I, I rate the guy. I, I don't. I think he does look frustrated, and, and rightly so. As you say, he's not getting a lot of chances created for him. Um, and, but what I saw yesterday is is when he did create something for himself, he he sort of let the let the sort of pace to get away from his man once he'd beaten him, and that, that must be frustrating for him as well. And yeah, I, I hope he's not one of those who, who does leave in the summer. There, there's a few guys sort of out of contract and what have you. He, he's not one of them, but but if he's not happy, then then you know Dougie will move him on. We know that, but it'd be a shame shame if he does. But I think obviously, I think he'd like more game time. I know, I think I read in the South London press, and no really fans because the Palace that. Dougie was quoting there saying that he'd rolled his foot about a month ago mm. or in the South London press, but he, he wanted to arrest him a bit. But yeah. we've got one agitated, frustrated uh, Murray Mint on our hands, and I feel <laughs> I've been I've been told that some clubs would would be very interested in him if he was available. Yeah. And when Doogie talked about his press conference yesterday, they asked him about Gardner, and there's an option on his contract, but yeah. he said, first of all, I want to see he wants to stay here. And I'm hoping that, you know, this first period of this difficult period that Murray's, quite a long period that Murray's been in, it's not going to kind of rebound and him asking us to want to go because we're still going to, as much as I like Chris um, Martin and Easter, I think if we were to lose Murray, I know we might have a pie, but I think we're going to have to get another striker in to replace him because I think, you know, Johnny Esther is just a, a great player, Wilford's mm. back, we'll have a good chance and, um, We'll be a much stronger unit, but I think it'd be a lot worse to lose Murray, and maybe I'm probably um, sort of like um, sort of like um, worrying unnecessarily. Maybe, but, maybe. But um, I think he'd be a, a real loss to the football club. And the mm. thing is, what well, if he did go somewhere else, and no, no, it's so far, and just gone bang, gone banging in goals are fun again, then we'll have mm. to look at ourselves quite carefully as a club. But I think if we do okay. lose him, we'll have to buy another striker. Yeah, that, I mean that's, that's the worry. Where do you where do you get a striker of, of proof? So it's very difficult because that's why I think we should keep him because he has to come up for you know I know he came from Brighton but before that he he played these lot of these games at Stockport, Carlisle and I think Wokingham and I still think he is something that we hadn't had for a long time of that ilk. But I think we've, I think what he's carried the burden of scoring all those goals for Brighton and it's been a great signing for us but I don't think it's quite worked out for him. No, that's fair. Um, 
sort of for us up to now. But I think if we, if he's not happy, and Diggie says, you know, I'll look at the players that well, who are, who want to stay and that kind of thing. You know, he might be he might be gone, mate, and that's what I'm a little bit concerned about. You know, now that's that's fair enough, Jerry. Well, I'll, I'll let I'll let you go with a thought, which which I think mm-hmm. hopefully, well, which I'm or I'm hanging on to anyway, and that's that I think Glenn Murray looked his most dangerous with Johnny Williams in the team, and mm-hmm. now now he's back. I think we might start seeing a few more chances created. Because I know that's a brilliant, without uh, trying to sound passionate, because I think that's a great observation. Because you, you referred to the Brighton game, and when you think, I think that was um, Williams' first full game for us, and yeah. after 20 minutes, he was the best player on the park. He was the man of the match, and Murray did actually, and, and I think basically they haven't played a lot of games together in the first team so much. Yeah. So. And I also think Scannell should they look at should I think Scannell's a, I think he's had a bit of a fall out with Doogie and I think Scannell should be given a chance of Murray towards the end back of the season because I I thought they should have sort of persevered with that one that four four two with them two at the front. They were doing quite well, then all sort of broke down for some reason. Um but this is all joys of management and everything yeah. else, Chris. But um certainly Johnny um, you know, people like Garvin are gonna find it really hard to get inside yeah. because it's Contracts come to an end, and you've got not only a key, you've got other players that are going to want to come in, and um, it's looking really interesting. But I think some players have been playing for the future of the club. I think mm. you know that's what I think. Doogie's going to keep that way for the last ten games. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Well, well, plenty, plenty, definitely, plenty to think on really uh, with the, with the new season ahead. Thanks care, so much Chris. for your call. Bye bye now. Bye Take bye. See you, mate. Cheers, bye. Jerry. Bye, Jerry. Right, great stuff from Jerry once more. Let's um, let's get a couple more bits and pieces from uh, the message messages from yourselves before we wrap up the game um stuart on facebook is stuart dodsworth has said uh, you know a lot of the tension will be on johnny esther and rightly so because seeing him running at players and creating openings so effort- effortlessly hmm, is a sight to behold what a player we have there but he said i'd like to draw attention to o'keefe he's another with huge potential would you agree to create a fl- far more fluid dm pairing with jedi than jedi and kg he had a very good game yesterday and this end of season could really create a buzz for next season which ties in perfectly with what you were saying mark and, and what my Indeed, one of yeah. my points i was going to raise yeah. was and i want to talk about that now really so we had we had that midfield partnership of jedanak and o'keefe um o'keefe was my man of the match and we'll talk about man of the matches in a bit because i don't know you didn't agree well you didn't agree when you were drunk outside the players lounge anyway mark but um <clears throat> i thought Just a rumor. <laughs> but o'keefe, o'keefe was my man of the match i thought he was absolutely fantastic um I, I, do you know what i was I'm, i wasn't going to say anything but i'm going to break away and say it now Just, listeners might want to like to know that during the uh, call with jerry I was actually attacked by a very large wasp in my room, and I'm quite confused. I don't know where it went, um, but I'm, I've got quite a phobia of wasps, and this one looked big. Um, so, do you think I imagined it? Should there really Pussy be wasps cat. around? What Pussy does it attack cat. you with? Uh, it, it, itself, it, it, it landed on my head, uh, made a very loud buzzing sound, and I completely freaked out for a while. I'm okay now, but... Um, yeah. Do you want to go and have a lie down and we'll carry on and finish the show? I don't know where it went. It's confusing <laughs> me. So if I seem slightly weird and more absent than normal, um, that's the reason. <clears throat> and if you hear me scream and uh, there's a loud loud sound of a door shutting, you'll know why it is. So anyway, <clears throat> just wanted to prepare you for that. <laughs> it's good to share a problem as well, isn't it? So anyway, I thought... Uh, problem Stuart shared is a problem hard, eh? Yeah. Just get okay, on with it. Okay, <laughs> my man of the match. I thought, I thought he worked well with Jedinak, but I thought Jedinak's performance suffered 
for not having KG alongside him. I think I personally think KG and Jednak have spent a bit of time building up a partnership. They know how each other plays. They know who does what in the role. And I think Jednak looked slightly back to um, to old ways yesterday, if you like, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Well, let's talk to you first, Al, but you've uh, been critical of the big Australian before. I have. Um, what were your feelings? On him yesterday? Mm. Yeah, I think you've summed up quite nicely. I think he looked um, just as he'd started to look like he was uh, in his depth yesterday. He looked like he was slightly out of his depth. Mm, I see what you've um, done then. Yeah, I don't know if that works. Uh, yeah, misplaced passes, um, weak in the tackle, or you know, overhit passes. Um, but I thought I thought O'Keefe was brilliant. I thought as, as Disappointing, Yednak. Well, I thought O'Keefe was brilliant. Just such a tidy, tidy little unit, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. If you will, yeah. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, your input on that? Yeah, O'Keefe had a very good game. Um, the best part of his game for me is he broke up the play well, and uh, you know, good work rate, good engine, and uh, very composed for someone so young. And I think. Uh, I don't. I don't really agree. I mean, we could stay all night, but I think that I, I agree that there was this partnership with KG and Jedanak that obviously they've got to know each other's games quite well, and they seem to gel quite well. But it's very, very negative with with those two playing, and then if you bring in another uh, defensive midfielder, you know we're going to have some real sterile games. I know it was nil-nil yesterday, but I thought Keith brought a bit more to the game and he was looking, He was his passing was quick and it was simple and he wasn't trying to do over-elaborate everything and I think Yedinak tries to sort of find the 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 pass of the century every time he gets mm. the ball when, when the simple ball is on and that's where, and, and his passing was appalling, wasn't it, a couple of months ago yeah. and then it seemed to pick up and yesterday he went back to the old Jedinak, but I wouldn't blame that on KG not being there. I just think he had a poor yeah. game. Well, I but just, uh, yeah, well, I, I think like if if KG was fit, is fit. I mean, I, he I presume that he was just dropped for yesterday, but it would be hard to drop O'Keefe after that performance from Tuesday night. It'd be interesting to see what team Doogie plays. You know, we're at home again. We're not scoring a lot of goals. You know, what's he going to do? Barnsley aren't sort of a goal machine threat, are they? So it'll be interesting to see. And, uh, well, it, uh, I mean, I mean, as well, O'Keefe is a better option than Garvin, in my opinion, as well, by a long way. And so there's another player, like Jerry alluded to on in his phone call, who probably will have to move on because he just won't get a game at Palace yeah. with the current right, sort look, of setup. I just, want, I just want to sort of sum that up and say, look, my, well, my... My opinion perhaps differs in, in that I do feel that um, Jednak's performance suffered because of not KG not being there. But either way, I think the end result is it, it's like any uh, partnership in any team. There's partnerships all over the pitch. And the more they play together, the better they get together. And, and I just think O'Keefe does so much different than, than what KG does. O'Keefe, O'Keefe doesn't, you know, he gets he gets a foot in uh, to, and he intercepts in and he runs and runs and runs. That's not KG. KG tries to get the ball down and and dictate something. You know that, that's that's pretty much his role is to pick up where Jed Jednak's putting in a tackle or winning a header. 
KG seems to just want to pick up from that and get it, you know get the ball his foot on the ball in the center and try and try and hold a bit of possession. And I thought that was working quite well. And I think O'Keefe doesn't really do that in the same way. Um, but I think he could. I think he easily could. He's easily good enough them to do exactly what KG does and and give us all this extra as well. And I think you're absolutely, absolutely right, Mark, and, and Stuart was right in what he said, and uh, it, and, and and Albert was right to, to pick on and on Stuart O'Keefe playing well. And so, uh, it was he did he did give us something different in that middle, and he's always done that. I haven't got the the, the stats for it. I really should have probably got them if I'd done any real preparation. But um, I well, think you don't normally. So why no, change exactly. the habit? Why, why change my habit? <laughs> life, uh, just a quick wasp update. I found I can see where it is, but it's not it's not moving yet. It's coming to get you. It's just waiting for me. <laughs> but um, no, I I just think there's um, there's a lot to come from Stuart O'Keefe. I think if you, if you were to look at the games he's played for us, uh, the results that we've got, I would say probably well, cup run, the, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's the, you've got the cup run and you've got a couple of league games where we where he's played. He's done really really well and we've we've performed brilliantly as a team. I think that probably says says quite a lot for me. I think. Um, just think having a bit of energy in the centre there, someone who's willing to, to run all day, that's what you get from Williams. That's why pretty much why he's had the, the extreme impact he's had. Not just his amazing sort of a talent on the ball, but he'll just run all game as well. And having that kind of dynamism in the midfield really does make a make a real difference. Um, all right, look. We, we had, I'd like we to had, say, though, um, I say just <clears throat> before we wrap the whole thing up, that... Uh, I thought the introduction of Sean Scannell galvanised the attack yesterday. I thought, yes. and he came on after an hour. He took men on. He put crosses in. He made their left back work really hard. He was direct. He was pacey, and um, he's got his. He's on, talking about Murray. He's on a goal dray. He hasn't scored since September, but he looked like the player that started the season. He went through this sort of mid-season slump. He picked up an injury. He lost his starting place. But yesterday he played really well, like his old self. So maybe, you know, his sort of poor mid-season um, play was down to, you know, injury and rather yeah. than, uh, you know, his poor form. But I, he was he was tremendous. And I, and, and I think that, you know, Murray needs to play with somebody with pace. And I think Murray should play alongside Scannell and play two up front with, rather than this Martin behind Murray. It doesn't work. Um, well, I think very effectively, yeah, you know, it's, does, it doesn't work as well as it should, should we say, anyway. And uh, I, I think that, I mean, you know, I just think that, that is, it's an option and, and I don't know why. I mean, he is, Doogie considers Scannell an out-and-out centre-forward, but he's stuck out wide all the time and uh, I think not, he needs to be you, more central. Did you hear the, the brilliant yeah. interview Palace Radio did with him? Yeah. Doug, yeah. on the subject where he said... About how he felt his development had stalled or something in the last three years. Well, he, he said he's not been coached as a striker for three years and that he, need, no. he needs to learn the game and the only place he can he feels he's best to learn the game is, is out wide, which is kind yeah, of... yeah. Well, I know some people picked up on that and said it's kind of self-defeating because they, they feel that the only place he can learn to play as a striker is as a striker. But I can kind of see both arguments. I, I would take I would take exception to saying that the system doesn't work that we've got, but I don't think that's quite what you're saying. So I'll, I'll leave. I'll no, leave. It's, it's just it's just the options. Yeah, there yeah. are there are other options. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I, and now that we're safe, we can. I think that Doogie should experiment, and I'm hoping he will. You know. It's, an ex- it's exciting. I mean, Zaha's out the side. Scannell's got a chance now to cement a place in the team. And then we've got Williams, O'Keefe, 
you know, Scannell, Zaha is potentially really, really exciting. You know? I mean, on, on the on the subject of Scannell, we did get a, a message in from Nick Nick Gussett. He's signed it, Nicholas Gussett, as he often does. He says, evening sausage, that's me, uh, and chaps. Enjoyable nil-nil yesterday. Good to see Johnny Williams back. Pure class, great awareness with his first t- with his one-touch layoffs. He says, goals are still the problem, though. Is there any reason why Scannell is not starting? What a difference he has made. What a difference he made. Just thinks he should be up front. Opinions. Well, we've just started giving them. Um, the reason he hasn't been starting, obviously, is he has had a calf injury um, and he was doubtful for the game. So, quite happy to see him on the bench, to be honest. But um, I don't. I think this this debate will rage forever and, until Sean Scannell Sean Scannell gets a run up front, you know, as a as an out and out striker. Uh, I happen to think when he does get that run. He will he will perform admirably. I think he will remain a striker for the rest of his career. But I'm certainly not going to doubt Dougie in doing the right thing for Scannell. He's certainly. I mean, I think it's it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Well, you you're going to agree, you've got to agree with the observation that Sean Scannell has stood still since making his debut and coming on. And you know, he's not really he's developed physically and become a lot stronger, but he hasn't developed as a player. I don't think. Uh, it's, you know, it's not to say he's not a good player because he's a very good player. But he came into the first team a very good player. Um, so I, I think getting the right coaching is is absolutely vital now. Um, and we'll see and we'll see if Dougie's methods are, are going to work. I, I think they will. Uh, and I think he'll he'll probably will give him a, give him a run out in the uh, in the coming weeks as, as we sort of wind down the season. I think um, I want to pick up on a, another couple of uh, messages as well. Um, for because they're all sort of relating back to this game. The uh, first one it says from Bison Grass, but it's from Pat Ross, who's Palace Guard. He says, uh, "This is a question for Hambo. It was lovely to see you again last night. Would you like to suck on my bottle again sometime?" Uh, that was where he forced me to drink his vodka. Um, Ross, no, no. And after your behaviour in front of the players at the end of the game, um, hopefully Ross will put his pictures up on Homesdale.net for you all to see. But Honestly, and, uh, and just to reiterate, he was so pissed that he actually got thrown out of the out of the Cherry Trees pub yeah, last night. Yeah. And it, it you have to be style. you have to be pretty pissed and pretty badly behaved <laughs> to get thrown out of the Cherry Trees. Right. <laughs> um, there's no customers in there. Shocking behaviour. Got a message in from Eric Allen who says hi hi. I find your podcast very entertaining and informative. Thank you very much, Eric. Uh, he listens on Saturdays as he makes his way from the south coast of the ground via the Victory Club. Yeah, that's a good place, Victory Club. Um, he's talking about last week and the five million pound loss and the comments regarding do we support what what do we support as we wish to know. Uh, that was pretty much my comments on saying that um, I, I feel a little uncomfortable with the how open things are these days in terms of the accounts. And I, I just meant in, an observation in terms of football fans look pouring over the club's books and sort of nitpicking on all the ins and outs and all that sort of stuff, and rather than just being out there and supporting the game. That was a point I was making, not necessarily as a sort of a um this is how people should be it was just uh just a kind of thing to think about really um and he says he likes very much to be made aware as he lives out with the uh lives outside the croyd newspapers and the analysis provided helps him understand the club's financial planning on and off the pitch and uh one thing he'd like to have known about yeah so one thing i'd like to have known is the amount of any director's loans i don't know if that was in there i'll um i'll check that with Furhad and see if he can uh, let me know um, it said a few weeks ago you talked about egos and the only and uh, that only one player had a big ego. I uh, could not think who that was and spoke to my powers and he could not think of one. Can you let me know? Keep up the good work. Oh, I'm gonna have to listen back to our podcast now and find out what we were talking about. David Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Massive. I think oh, it's yes. Ant- I think it's Anthony Gardner, isn't it? 
Um, it might might well have been. I can't remember who made the comment. I don't think it was me. I remember I someone saying. So. I think it, it might have been you. Wasn't me. I'm going to find out who made that comment. I, my current theory is it was a couple of weeks ago and it was Mark saying it, but mm, possibly. I think he's I think he's possibly forgotten. But um, well, you heard it from his mouth. He might he might think it's Gardner. So there you are. <laughs> anyway, thanks for your message, uh, Eric. I'm I'm you know great to hear you enjoy the podcast which you would have enjoyed last week's with the four minutes of silence in the middle which was quite odd but um yeah there we go <clears throat> all right so um yeah let's wrap up hull anyway um i want to talk quickly about the the attendance and the atmosphere the attendance was quite disappointing but it's in pretty much in keeping with the with the season at the moment i think just over thirteen thousand. i think hull bought or eight or nine hundred, maybe something like that, at most. But um, yeah, I just the attendances aren't going up, which is um, it's pretty much the same everywhere you go, other than the people who've got new grounds or or having storming seasons. Uh, and I felt the atmosphere was a little bit flat in in a lot of the ground for for a long period. But then that second half, it went absolutely crazy down in the lower Homesdale. Um, you guys sort of experienced that. Yeah, I thought the atmosphere was good yesterday, actually, to be honest. on that for, for the size of the crowd, I thought it was pretty good, yeah. It was 90 minutes of atmosphere shoved into sort of 25 yeah. second-half minutes. I just, I mean, I, I sort of know a few, a few of the lads up the back who were, who were sort of doing the shouting between them and the HF, and they were, yeah, well, Ross was one of them, um, and uh, our occasional presenter, Matthew Peckham, we could see his big face uh, smiling back down, but it was a base, basically a bit of... Um, Bit of a Dougie Freeman's Red Blue Army battle between the two, and it just—it was fantastic. It just right, right at the exact moment that the sort of team needed a lift, we were starting to come under a little bit of pressure, and it made such a huge difference. And it does get frustrating because you look at look at how the, the crowd really can affect things out on the pitch, and I'm, plenty of players have said it that you know a sudden sort of burst of energy from the crowd can can really inspire them. And it did look—I honestly thought that was going to be it for us. I thought we started to play a lot better after that. And I thought it really would would lift us to to winning that game. wasn't to be, but it was still great to be part of. So, again, hats off to everyone involved in that, in creating that atmosphere there. So, um, okay, I think we've pretty much covered anything. I want to quick mention of Nathaniel Klein because he's he's pretty much uh, um, becoming well, he's becoming taken for granted. Really, I think another sensational performance in right back and a little bit of my man of the match. Yeah. Well, I, well, I uh, think the whole, all the defence were superb yesterday. To be honest, all of them. Well, I'll give give Albert a chance to talk about why Klein, Klein was his man of the match. Anything particular? <clears throat> well, he seemed to uh, play his usual incredible defensive game, mm. and then I th- he it looked like he'd shouldered some responsibility of Zaha not being around and was bombing forward and skinning yeah. the fullback. You know, it's, more often bit- than he wasn't. Bit of dancing feet down on the uh, the far sort of. Uh, he was fantastic. Oh, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a huge miss when he goes, isn't he? Uh, huge. Um, yeah, but you can't you can't begrudge him it, really. Oh God, no, no. Do you know he's done his he's done his shift at Palace. Um, was it hundred and? Has he hit hundred and fifty? I can't be that far off. Yet, or? Can't be that far off at all, can he? Yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly, and and he's I just the one thing I don't want to see. I don't want to see just him leaving for the sake of it, just just to get himself his Premier League move and ending up at a club that don't really deserve him. You know, the sort of yeah, it's, it's, it's the Moses, it's the Moses thing, isn't it? 
Exactly, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's starting to shine in that Wigan team now. But he's going to get relegated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's just. He seemed to me, it feels like he's wasted two years, and I, you know, I don't want to see the same happen for for Klein. I mean, Moses is different from our perspective because obviously he never really asked to leave Crystal Palace. No, he just course. he had to go, and that was the wrong time for him, really. Um, and I, I think again. That's, that's that's some good message for our youngsters at the moment is it's getting out at the right time and there was a bit of issue over what Zahar said at the Football League Awards but he's, he's since clarified and Dougie's made it clear as well that he, you know, he was just being sort of honest and saying that you know, whenever the move comes you know, he'll, he'll, you know, obviously he wants to play at the top yeah, I don't understand that mentality of fans getting upset when a player says they want to play at the highest level mm. Yeah, but it was yeah, a cleverly it was a cleverly worded interview and, and yes, yeah. it was designed specifically to catch him out really I think and to make him say something that would be controversial and it did just that and uh, yeah. uh, I think that's it. I'd like to say uh, hats off to Johnny Parr. I thought he was magic yesterday. I, he is he's played seventy odd games in the last twelve months and yeah, uh, seventy one I think. Oh dear. Yeah, and uh, he was tremendous yesterday and he is just he is the buyer of the season, I think, in yeah. my books. And he he was man of the match officially yesterday. Yeah. I know every, there were a lot of players, Williams, O'Keefe, Klein, Gardner, all deserved praise for play, having great games. And uh, But Parr was just, he was great. He was getting down that wing. He was trying to get past his man, put some crosses in. His final delivery isn't quite what yeah. it needs to be, but... You know the endeavour and the is is there. You know and the the you can see it. You know on his face, yeah. he's, he's, he really wants it. You know he's he's terrific pro. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. Well, there's plenty more I want to say on the subject, but I'm actually going to for a change. I'm just going to move us on. It's quarter past nine already. Uh, so that's that's our, our our review of the whole game. If you've got any more thoughts, by all means, let us have them. We'll um, go through. If there's anything worth talking about, we'll talk about it next week. Um, but yes, yes, um, we need to really look at previewing uh, uh, the upcoming games obviously one of the things coming up on Tuesday um, against Barnsley is the dance with the crystals uh, which we've all heard about earlier on I'm just I'm yeah I'm not sure what to think about that now but uh, but I'm sure that'd be a fantastic uh, thing for half time but we've actually got the game to play as well um, those of us that, that went up there I think it was about 250 of us in the end uh, experienced conceding a goal after seven seconds uh, against Barnsley but um, we don't have Ricardo Vazte anymore, so hopefully that won't happen again. Um, he w- he would have been my danger man for them. Um, so at the moment, I'm not really sure who it is. So I'm going to go to you, Mark. Who, who are their top yeah. players? Craig Davis is their top scorer of 11 goals. Obviously, it was Vazte till he went to the Spammers, and um, yeah, he's a Welsh international. Not a bad player. Uh, 11 goals, not a bad return, I suppose. But um, there's some interesting stats <laughs> I found on Barnsley. Uh, they haven't won any of their last six games. They've scored just two goals and conceded 13. Mm. Um, they've lost their last five games on the road. And uh, it's 32 games since Barnsley were involved in a goalless draw. So that should all change on Tuesday night then. <laughs> and uh, Barnsley have conceded more goals in the last five minutes of a game than at any other time in a match. Ten in total. So... If it's nil-nil, the last five minutes is the time to score against Barnsley. <laughs> there we go. My and, God. Uh, so, I, you know what it's like with being a Palace fan. When a team comes to you on a winless run, we uh, we usually give them a nice chance to end it. Um, 
I don't know if that will happen this time. I think we're we're unbeaten in is that nine now? Um, yeah, nine. Seven draws, seven draws in those nine, but we are we are unbeaten. I don't see Barnsley ending that. To be quite frank, I don't think they have the quality anymore. Um, the question is, can we can we do enough to score a goal? Uh, the first question I have for you guys: Would you, even though you know we took him off early, Johnny Williams, would you play him again so soon? Coming back from the injury, played on played on Saturday. Can you can we really play him on the Tuesday as well? If he's fit, you know, if he's fit enough, like if he's a judge to be fit enough by the by the management, then he should definitely play. Mm. It's definitely worthy of a sixty minutes, and then have a yeah. look at it. I think. Okay. Um, think, any uh, any other things you want to see change from from what we've just seen? Uh, I don't want to see Martin and Murray on the pitch at the same time. Right. I'd okay. like to see Scannell up front with uh, Murray, but it won't happen. But uh, you know, there we go. Uh, but I think pretty much uh, the same team, really. Okay. Well, I, I don't want to see any out. testicles at half time <laughs> in those cheerleading outfits either. I don't think we've got control over that situation. It's going to happen, isn't it? It's just going to happen. Everyone can see it. It's like a, you know, it's like there's a, it's like a meteorite. Not literally, but you know what I mean. If if you've got it, you could like in uh, what you call it Armageddon. You can all see it in the sky. You know it's coming. And then Bruce Willis is going to go and blow it up. <laughs> That's not exactly like that. Um, <clears throat> moving swiftly on. Um, and Barnsley are 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 um, <laughs> this season another boring old stat, right? They've conceded first in seventeen of their games this season, and they haven't come back to win any of them. So, you know what that means? <laughs> they'll score in the first minute. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll probably hold on. If we score, we're going to win it. All right, let's get let's get some predictions for you lads from from that particular game. So, um, you, Mark, first. What do you think the score is going to be? Three uh, 0 Palace. Hmm. Okay, Albert. I'm going to say two 0 Palace. Well, I'm going to say one 0 Palace. <laughs> Right. At least we all agree we're going to win. We're going to win. <laughs> I think I actually went for a nil-nil against Hull. I just want to mention that, that I got that right. I'm just saying it. Uh, on Saturday we go up to Derby for Palace on Tour Day Two. Get your tickets now. Get them now. And if you've already got them, don't get them again. That'd be stupid. But if you haven't, get them now. Jeez, um, uh, Dangerman. Any anyone in particular, Mark? Uh, top scorer Theo Robinson with ten oh. goals. Theo yeah. Robinson of the uh, 1-0 defeat in the FA Cup third round at Pride Park on the 7th of Jan when we put out a rather understrength side. And I had a look up, actually, and that side included Price, Parsons, Pedroza, Egan, Dumbai, Calvin Andrew, and Carl De Silva made his debut, as in cup debut, um, on the 7th of Jan when we lost 1-0. Oh, Didn't you know, we'll be in the middle of a massive run of back-to-back. It was um, it was two oh. days after the the Man U Cup game, wasn't it? And, yeah, and yeah. We obviously yeah. can't couldn't play. I think it was only Paddy who played both games. Um, yeah, I went up I went up there for that one, and it, it was one of one of the games where I unfortunately got a little bit too drunk to to know too much about. It's a that's a it's an occupational hazard from trying to do every single game this season. Um, but having said that, it. it 
it was a it was a strong performance from a young team, but their goal was awful. And, and but Theo Robinson is is a tricky. It was early as well, wasn't it? It was very very seven early. or eight minutes or something like that. Memory and, and really, they didn't offer too much off. But Derby are a, a weird team. They 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 don't look particularly good, but they they've been getting some reasonable results for most of the season. And they look you know very early on in the season they were dangerous, and then and then uh, you know had a, had a bit of a drop in form, but they they seem to have improved again of late of late really. Yeah. Um, the last six at home. They've won three, lost three. So as you say, they're kind of like you never really know which side is going to turn up. Yeah, Albert seems a bit like be, watching Palace. Really. Albert seems to be in the TARDIS again. Let me just check. Hello, Albert. Hello. Hello. Yeah, he's in the TARDIS. <laughs> TARDIS again. Okay, fantastic stuff. Um, yeah. So um, okay. Well, look very quickly. Let's get let's get the predictions done. Um, Mark. I think well, I think it'll be one-one. Uh, Albert, if you're still there. No, you're not still there. Albert thinks it's going to be eight nil to Derby. That's weird. Does he? Yeah, strange, strange prediction that. Um, I'm going to go with um, I think uh, a healthy two-one win for Palace. I think um, <laughs> found another stat about Derby. They uh, have scored 44 goals this season, and only three of their goals mm. all season of those 44 have been scored in the last 15 minutes of a match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Palace, on the other hand, has scored 12 times in the last 15 minutes of a game. So, if we can hang on for 75 minutes, they're unlikely to score. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theory. Um, it's gonna, I think it's going to be one of those games that's tight anyway. Anyway, are you back there, Albert? Can I just say, you know people say third time's a charm? Yeah. They're fucking liars. They're fucking yeah. liars. <laughs> I guess what, so liars? I've, already, I've already sorted out your prediction for you, so don't worry too much. What did you predict for me? I went with eight nil Derby. Was that what, yeah, that was what you said, wasn't it? <laughs> so, uh, how many players would be left on the pitch? Right. Derby. Um, okay, let's uh, let, well let's well let's leave those previews behind there. Um, I, th- I think we've got plenty to be optimistic about. I think it's fair to say that the uh, the playoffs are um, probably over now after not not beating Hull. I think for us that, that that had to be a win really. I think I thought we pretty much got a win all but a couple of our next games to have any kind of a chance. Don't see it happening, but we can certainly start planning for next season and, and blooding those youngsters. And one we, one who did play against Hull, which we didn't talk about, was Carl De Silva. I want to get a really quick opinion on him from, from you guys after I say a little bit. Um, I've sort of known about Carl De Silva for a little while. And he, he was one of those players who he was, he was pretty outstanding at, at youth level. Um, I think he struggled a little bit last season with, I don't know if it was injury or what really, but... Um, but didn't really, yeah, didn't really sort of uh, break through as, as we thought he might. But he's, I mean, a lot of people ask what sort of a player he is. He's kind of, he does kind of play almost in the Johnny Williams role, if you like. Um, but he's a very different player. He's a bit more direct. He's got a good eye for a pass. He, pretty quick. I think he's left-footed from memory. Um, yeah, very. I think he's a, he's a very strong prospect. And I think he's one that, people will get excited about um as he as he starts to settle down but it might be must be a bit weird for him he's one of those one of those lads who's he was a season ticket holder i think he I think he was in the upper tier um and you can imagine it must be you know played his home debut yesterday and it must that transition from from sitting out there watching to actually playing must be a really hard thing and he did look a little bit nervous and a little bit you know, played a little bit within himself, but he also showed some interesting touches. I thought, uh, including his first touch, was a great ball through to Martin, who was you know uh, the back of someone's heel away from playing Murray and completely clear. So 
some interesting stuff. So, w- what did you think of him, Albert? Yeah, he showed it. Uh, showed enough promise. You know, that they had a chance towards the end. I, th- I, can't, I th- was it Jermaine Easter that controlled it and laid That's it right. off. Yep, yep. You know, and you you think a more a more seasoned pro might have got a better connection on it. But yeah, he, he showed enough promise to um, you know warrant another and you know another appearance off the bench maybe on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, any, any th- further thoughts on that, Mark? Brief little cameo there. Yeah, funnily enough, um, he kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Sean Scannell in a way. And uh, I think it was two seasons ago, I was at the Player of the Year dinner, and I was sitting with his folks, and uh, he won, is it Apprentice of the Year? Yeah, Something that's like right, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, his folks were right. He'd had a cracking season. He bundles of goals for whatever age group he was playing at the time. And... Um, when I say he reminds me of Scannell, he hasn't really kicked on as everyone expected. A bit like Scannell's kind of is, you know, he had all this promise three years ago, and he's, you know, he's not really kicked on. And 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 I think the same's happened with Carter Silver. I think he had a, a poor season last year, and I think you know he's obviously, you know, impressed in training, and he's got got you know uh, a game at Derby in the Cup earlier in the season, and he got his his uh, home debut. Mm. Yesterday, uh, he he looks very uh, like a lot of our players. He's very he's lightweight, like like Sean was. Now obviously Sean's bulked up a bit now, but he's obviously very young, and uh, he looked a little bit nervous when he came on. But he is a great prospect, and I've heard yeah. good things about him, and he has scored lots of goals for the academy, and and you know, I think there's good things to come from him. Early mm. days. Yeah, he was rightly being talked talked up as something very very special a couple of years ago, and I think in some ways it might might prove to be to his benefit to um to a kind of have dropped out of the limelight and had had likes of Williams and Zaha come in. It's interesting that even though I think he's a, a year younger than Zaha perhaps. Uh, I think it's interesting to a couple two years ago, maybe maybe two and a half, three years ago, you wouldn't have heard anything about Wilf Zaha from the guys at the Academy and you would have heard about De Silva. Um it's interesting to see how things go and how how players mature at different times. Um, and I, I think there's a lot to come from Carl De Silva. I definitely do. And I think, um, yeah, I think people will be, well, even more in awe of what's coming out of our academy. But we'll leave that one there and, and we'll come back to Carl. He's, he's right. only 18 anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Um, just the last little thing to, to round up in terms of communication. Um, apologies if we missed anything. I think we probably have, but um, these things happen. Uh, just a quick note about the Homesdale Awards. We hosted them last year on Hull Radio, um, which was an extremely entertaining experience. Uh, we'll be doing that again. If you have a quick, if you're a Homesdale user, pop over to homesdale.net and look in Fun Talk. There's a little post at the top of the um, uh, top of the the page message there. Board. Um, message board. Thanks. Yeah. I think just words are exiting my brain. I'm still worried about where that wasp is. I don't know where it went. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a provisional list of categories. Uh, sorry, this is an email from Dave. Um, Dave, Slovenia Dave on Homestyle who organised it. Thing. He said a uh, provisional list of categories will be posted at the end of tonight's show, so any ideas are welcome. Got any suggestions for hilarious categories? Uh, pre- present a most traumatised by a wasp. Probably a good category. Did you find the whole players quite scary? Because their shirts are kind of wasp <laughs> They were wasp-like, yeah. yeah I was all right about that. Um, he said he already had one suggestion already. Most stupid things said done on whole this season. There's a fair few candidates for that. You've included, he says. That might be a good one. There's a lot of extremely stupid comments. Um, he says, great show, great work with the show, always, as always. Thanks very much, Dave. Much appreciated, mate. So, we'll, um, yeah, if you want to get involved in the whole, the whole awards, uh, pop over to Fun Talk and have a good look at them. 
um, I think that's probably it, lads. Um, anything else you wanted to share before we go? Are you going to lead us out with that Calvin Andrews song that you posted on on the... Um, um, yeah, I'm not going to... Yeah, our um, message board chat. Can I just that's, put a message out to the people that heckled me when I got home from the match yesterday? <laughs> yeah. I got out of my car wearing my scarf and a, I had a drive-by heckling of Palace Scum. Uh, so I just hope whoever that was, they had a really awful weekend maybe involving Sambo. some sort of accident. <laughs> That's lovely. It was Hambo. <laughs> um, right, Trilling on a plug, maybe, or As, accidentally drinking some bleach. Yeah, that. Yeah, anything like that might might be well and truly deserved. All right. Well, on that wonderful, cheery, upbeat. Thank uh, uh, I think peace and love to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. peace and love. I think we we um, should just say once more, like um, uh, thoughts go out to Fabrice Mumba. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I would. Uh, personally he makes a full recovery, yeah. Yeah, so I personally wouldn't have followed what we just said with that, but, but I, I totally agree, definitely. the um, Puts everything yeah, in yeah. perspective, It really. does, a lot, everything in perspective, yeah. So, um, as we did earlier, when we tried to play some recorded content, we're going to have to sit here in silence rather awkwardly until it all plays out. So, if there's another weird period of silence before the end music, I do apologise. But, obviously, thank you to all you for listening and everyone who's contributed. Thank you to my two co-presenters, um... And uh, thank you, Jim. Two Chris. <laughs> yeah, we'd just like to thank you too, Chris. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, yeah. guys. That's thanks nice. for like twiddling those knobs. Yeah. Um, mm, mm. I can't wait to get my well, jacket. All right. Well, thanks very much. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, yeah, cheers as well for that, Sharon. Are you going to change your name to Crystal? Shut up, Mark. We're trying to, trying to end the show, for Christ's sake. You can talk about this afterwards. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hello, and uh, I'm sure you've thoroughly enjoyed yourself for the last hour and 20, 30-something minutes, maybe. Um, I can reveal I wasn't killed by the wasp attack during the introduction. Um, quite happy with how the timing went on that, um, but it was it was quite frightening. Albert assures me it won't attack me, but I'm not quite convinced, really. Uh, it's quite weird, guys, because we recorded the show live... Mm. And then there's the wasp there. Then we pre-recorded the intro that's before the recorded show. Mm. So the wasp was... And now we're still talking about the wasp, but this is at the end. Of the show, yeah. After, before the show, after the show, but before the... In, I, I, I'm confused. Most recent yeah. attack. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, all, it's all after. This is, this is in the right place, the outro, you idiots. Um, so anyway... Um, if there's anything in particular that uh, that struck you, non-wasp related, it can be wasp related if you like, but um, feel free to get in contact with us during the week, uh, radio at homesdale.net, and we'll, it might help shape the show for next week. In fact, it definitely will, because I don't generally do anything until about an hour before the start. Any shape would be yeah. much appreciated. Yeah, so any shape you can, <laughs> you can offer us would be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you very much for downloading and listening, and I'm sure the gentleman also want to thank you. Gentlemen? Yeah, Go thanks, on. folks. Thank you for downloading. Mm, cheers. And, uh, and we'll be speaking to you again next week. Bye now. Ta-da. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.